three right away. Just attack the basket. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Guys, welcome back to the Inside NBA show. Weekend heat check time. A weekly show previewing the games going forward over the weekend after your Thanksgiving. As always, we're brought here today by the Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead, and Bonus Bank. I'm the super coach Matrix, and I know you don't usually see me in heat check time, but come all the way from grit and grind and coming in clutch. And I'm here with Skilty. Uh, Skitty, filthy. Is it IFS? Mate. Yes, sir. How are you? How was your day? I'm, I'm going well, mate. Uh, I've, oh, I've had a couple of a couple of stuff ups today. I've uh, left the phone in the uh, toolbox on the back of the Ute today. Um, that's a truck for you people in America. Uh, happy Thanksgiving as well to everyone over there. We don't bloody celebrate that here, but you know, hats off to you guys. Enjoy your turkey and stuffing and. Whatever else you do, I, I guess. But yeah, left the phone in the truck for two hours, so uh, no one could contact me. That was that was a good start. And then I just spilt beer all over me bed when I was uh, saying good day to the old Dal. So I'm in the doghouse tonight. So happy days. <laughs> well, enjoy the doghouse, mate. Not much has been Thanks, going mate. on for me. Enjoyed a bit of NFL. Uh, Today was a bit of a quiet one at work. So um, yeah. actually, a bit disappointed that there was no. Um, but there's no NBA games, so um, yeah. Shout, shout out to the turkeys. Um, yeah. But look, ruining let, our let's day. Just, AB. Yeah, ruining our days. But it gives us some good slates going in tomorrow, and we're gonna go through on weekend heat check. Yes, we're gonna let you know the teams on back to backs to help you win your week. We're gonna cover all the hot topics going in tomorrow's ten game IST slate. So that's the mm-hmm. in season tournament for those of you playing at home, <laughs> and. Um, and we're going to be backing into Saturday six games, and then we're just going to cover some of the recent transaction trends and news that we might have missed as we go through basically every team playing in the next two days. Um, mate, our back-to-backs are brought here by Bonus Bet Baby. Um, use code yes, INSIGHT um, for Australia's number one match betting website, and I know I've been using it to make a little bit of coin on the side, but, mate, go through your back-to-backs. Yeah, man. So with the 10 games on tomorrow, we've got to follow it up with the uh, – we've got to make sure that we uh, get the most of out, of out of our waiver ads because I think we only get – I think we get one less this week depending on some of your settings So uh, with Turkey Day. So uh, we're looking at Miami, the Pelicans, the Clippers, and the Wizards for the weekend back-to-back. Our time and your time, there's uh, – American time, there's an extra day. So your Friday, Saturday, pre-weekend – um, so when we're looking at Miami, we can look at, um, Duncan Robinson. He's currently game time decision, but should play. So that's a good one. People have been asking about Orlando Robinson as well. After what he did against the Cavs, uh, Bam Adebayo should be back tomorrow. So probably be leaving that one away. Um, Homiakas Jr. has just been on fire as of late. Um, just doing a bit of everything. So good stream there. And Hugo Highsmith, he played a good game yesterday, so he's probably going to play two dog shit ones on the weekend. Um, so that's just how he does it. One good game, four bad games, go again. But it's worth a go on your on the back-to-back. For the Pels, uh, we've got Dyson Daniels. Good old Aussie, true blue, hoo-roo. We love to see that. Um, he can give, be a good source of assists. 
steals. Minutes are a little bit down now that Jose Alvarado is back in the picture, but still could, uh, you know, still could provide you a good solid 10 assists over the two days, three steals, four steals, valuable in that time. When we look at the Clippers, we've got uh, Norm Powell, points, obviously, and threes. Terrence Mann, no points, but rebounds, a couple of assists, maybe defensive stats. Dan Tice. Dan Tice has been impressing the shit out of me, and he's bringing Zubat's minutes down. But he's almost getting a double-double from the time that he's been at the Clippers so far. We love to see that. And the Wizards, as much as they suck, Denny Avdia, if he's still on your wire, that's a good back-to-back there. He'll get you a bit of everything. Uh, Corey Kispert for threes. And uh, Tyus Jones, if he's been dropped, it's a good time to uh, snag him for the back-to-back, being a good source of assists and stuff all else. Anything that you'd like to add there, Matty? Jonas Valanciunas has been coming off a double-double in his last couple games. Got one in 21 minutes, really impressing impressing in the previous game. And these minutes bumped up to 29 in the next game. Look, with back-to-backs, uh, with him just being seen on the waiver wire in a in a couple of my legs, especially yeah. some of those shallow legs, I think that he's worth an add because he has the talent to be a top 100 player. So Couldn't agree more. Yep, absolutely. I know his minutes are down because of the, the Zion thing. And now, um, yeah, they, he seems to be just being a focal point of the offense now. It's been sensational. Like... I, I love to say that. European players, they seem to just know how to fit themselves into the offense. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, do we want to get into some of these game previews? Stuff? Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Woo! He's heating up. The previews are brought here today by Ryan at Astute Newstead, our good mate. Um, look, he Lynch. does an obligation-free... Um, mortgage quote he's in line with 40 different lenders i know he helped me uh get the loan for this little house so um yeah look i don't have the time to go across with and contact 40 different lenders to get the best deal uh, so let ryan help you um slide into our dms we'll give you ryan's uh contact details and um yeah of course um yeah it doesn't charge for the exercise so um it's definitely Pleasure. worth a shot if you're looking at getting into the housing market mm-hmm. couldn't agree more hey First game in the IST. I just love saying the IST. IST. Um, <laughs> Celtics versus the Magic. And if you asked me at the start of the year if I'd be excited about this game, I would have been like, fuck no. But Orlando are good. The Celtics have been sensational. I'm actually genuinely excited for this one. Oh, I'm right there with you, mate, but I've been excited for this one since the start of the year. Let me ask you a question here, Maddie O'Brien. Where did the Celtics, uh, where did they finish last year? Oh, would they finish like third, second? Yeah, something about third or second. Where did the Magic finish? Oh, about eighth. Uh, I think think it was, I think it was about 11th or 12th. They didn't make the play-ins. How many times do you reckon the Celtics beat the Magic last year, Matty? I would have said every time they played. There you go. You would say that, but the Magic actually beat them three out of four times. The Celtics bogey team is the Orlando Magic. I don't know if Porzingis and Drew Holiday are going to be the like the factor in swapping this around, but the Celtics cannot beat the Magic. The only time they beat them, Magic had four outs, and the Celtics were completely healthy. 
other than that, the Magic absolutely rolled them last year. So starting our bets off early, I'm still just going to run with it, and I'm going to go to the Magic tomorrow. It's at home, and I think the Magic at $2.70 are going to roll the Celtics. If you're not as confident as I am, you're more than happy to take the uh, handicap margin there. Pretty sure they're giving you about four or five. I'll happily take it. I'm rolling with the Magic tomorrow. No, sounds good. Um, I, from what I've seen from Al Horford, he's often good after a couple of days rest. Uh, he hasn't been playing back to backs. Uh, I think that the rest is probably needed given his age and how many minutes he's been playing when he has played. Um, I've seen him on, you know, plenty of waiver wise, somebody that you could look to add and attack if only on the single, no back to back. Um, I don't mind yep. the out of Al Horford. Yep. I can say that too. Uh, Jalen Brown is uh, game time decision as is Drew Holiday. Looks like Holiday will play. And then for the Magic, Carter and Fultz are both still out. So, uh, I mean, you can, if Jalen Suggs is still available, Suggs has been playing some absolute beautiful basketball as of late. His last game wasn't as good. Um, but if we're, uh, if Brown doesn't play, we can look for um, Shithauser uh, there for a source of threes. It's going to be a toss up between him and Duncan Robinson. So, uh, look for the uh, look for the game time decisions tomorrow if you're going to go for a shot on Duncan for the two games or if you're going to go Sammy Hauser if Brown's out. I actually don't hate uh, Cole Anthony as well. Played 29 oh, yeah. minutes in his last couple games, uh, 15 and 20. Um, look, 10 assists against the Raptors and then none against yep. the Nuggets. I'm not sure what you can read into that. But, um, yeah, look, <laughs> Cole Anthony's an ad as well. Oh, 100%. 100%. He's, uh, he's really... Um, benefiting from the fact that Fultz is out because Black is not there yet. He is showing signs defensively, but offensively he's not, but that's what Cole Anthony is. So that is uh, definitely what I've been looking at. So uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one, but we'll go to the next game. And on my next slate, that's Phoenix and Memphis, your boys. And this is something I'm not excited I, about. Tell you what, Memphis have more people out than a, uh, than a Mexican village because they are in strife at the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, Ed, I don't really get that one, but um, it's all right. Memphis, <laughs> Memphis is adding Jalen Noel and Shaq Harrison on 10 day contract using a hardship rule due to having five of our 10 rotation players out. Uh, that's the dire straits that we're in. Not that I hate Jalen Noel, he's a bit of a firecracker on the offensive end. Shaq Harrison's yep. obviously your defensive player, um, lengthy guy, but uh. Yeah, look, I'm. Yeah, look, Des- Desmond Bain's questionable <laughs> as well. If if yeah, we had any hope, it was it was uh, our mate Des. But uh, yeah, look, there's Troy there's out, and so I'm yep. probably hopes and dreams destroyed. Yep, could agree more there. I mean, Phoenix do have a few outs as well. Beal's still out with the back. Uh, Eubanks is out from uh, what happened the last game. Uh, Damian Lee and Yuda Watanabe, they're all out. Um, do you reckon that we could see Shaq Harrison and Noel play uh, tomorrow? Because, you know, Shaq Harrison is a bloody good source of steals when he does play. Um, so what do you think there? Look, I think that we would only bother activating these players if we planned on using them. Somebody like Jacob Gilliard, if he, 
Um, actually, I heard a couple Julie Julia Gillard jokes about him today, but we'll <laughs> leave that there. Um, but something Funny about Julia. Jacob Gilliard. Yeah, shout out to to Julia. I know she's a regular still, listener of the show. Still thinking about uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that. If somebody like Jacob Gilliard uh, wasn't playing very well, then Jalen Noel could get a bump in minutes. I know if Desmond Bain's out, Jalen Noel, whereas Desmond Bain does it all and Jalen Noel is still a firecracker on offense, I think that we could see some minutes from these guys. But I think with no back-to-backs, I won't be adding the Memphis Grizzlies. I agree there. I think, like, um, if Kennard was available, which he's not because him, Smart, Tillman, Morant, Laravia, and Brandon Clark are all still out. He'd be the ad because uh, Kennard can pop off for easy, like, fives, five threes, no worries. Um, but, yeah, he's not there. So, I mean, Santi Aldama is probably the only guy that you'd have a crack at um, with no back-to-back if you still had uh, players to go, if you didn't have any of the back-to-back guys. So, that was that, but I think this is going to be an absolute shitstorm tomorrow. The line's currently set at eight and a half, and I reckon Phoenix can really do some damage here. I'd make that line, especially being the IST, I would, if you have the option, um, not that this is a betting podcast, but if you have, no, the, no, no. If you, sorry, if, Maddie, if you have the option. Sorry, mate. I know you're new to Fridays, but no, no, this is what we do. We do give our bets in on games that, that we that we say. Oh, cool. We say gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. But me and Maddie G, we uh we normally do give out a couple of bets that Mate, like if you can extend Fridays. that if you can extend that Memphis line I and uh and give Memphis less of a head start. Yeah. Like if they won't win by they won't get within 15 of Phoenix next game. So no I, I agree. And also the over under is set at 223. There's no goddamn way in hell that Memphis are scoring enough points to run that total up. It's yeah. Phoenix at the line and it's an under. Easy. Nah. I'll run these bets it. up for us as well, actually. Sorry, I'll I, I've been meaning to do that because I can we can post it to our socials. So if people want to follow along, they're more than welcome to. S- sounds good. Uh do you think Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon have any value due to that um due to that BL injury if you're looking at Phoenix guys? Um especially being, you know, playing a poorer team this week. Um yeah, could you look at Grayson or Eric Gordon, mate? It's it's tough because they they're very like it's it's hit and miss. One is good one game, one is good the other game. They're just kind of alternating that kind of thing. I think when you look at if you if you feel the same way that we do and it's going to be a blowout, then you'd probably give the nod more to Grayson Allen because he plays a little bit more when they're in a bit of a blowout situation while Eric Gordon would rest. So I could see, you know, Gordon going early and getting some good amount of points, but I could also see, you know, this being a massive blowout pretty early on and Grayson Allen getting some garbage time late minutes, but they may also go to like towards like Nasir Little and Katabade stay up, um, Jordan Goodwin kind of situation. So, um, also, to, but then again, it is a play in tournament. So, they may just go out there and try and belt them by 50. So, we'll see how we go. Um, 
Moving on with the IST, Miami Heat versus the Knicks. Um, mm. In another game that I think will actually be really close. I think it'll be good. I actually like the Knicks in this one. Uh, but Kyle Lowry was great in the last one. Um, absolutely, yeah. like, scored the most amount of points that he scored in about 380 days or something. I saw a stat. Um, yep. We don't expect that every game from Kyle Lowry at his age, do we? Mate, what do I, one thing I always say is, Everyone shoots threes well against the Cavs. I don't know what it is, but like people just decide that they're turning into prime Steph Curry when they're versing the Cavs and everything is clean, open cash. Kyle Lowry had five threes in the first quarter, right? Like if Kyle Lowry is able to do that, I, I got nothing I got nothing to say. It's not gonna happen here against the Knicks. It's just not. So but I, I'm with you on the Knicks as well. Um because they're, they got a clean bill of health. Miami are going to be without Hampton, Hero, and Smith. Bam's also a game time, same as Duncan Robinson. So that's a little bit iffy for the back-to-back streams. If he doesn't play, it's a bit of a gamble. We might have to wait. Uh, it is a... Oh, shit, it's not the early game. The early game... Oh, it's an early, early game for Boston Orlando. So if you're going to have that back-to-back for Duncan Robinson, you're going to have to take that gamble early. What's he dealing with? So he's got a sprain in his right thumb. Uh, I'm taking Duncan Robinson out of the back-to-back streams. If he, that's his shooting hand as well. So I'd rather Huckers Jr. Um, so yeah, but I'm pretty. I'd like the Knicks here as well with you. Um, I think yeah, Huckers Jr. is the stream. Uh, Hugo Highsmith, you can have a gamble if you want to. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think the Knicks go like it's at. Is, wait, shit! I still have no idea how to read this crap. Is it at Madison Square Garden or not? Ah, let me pop back into my notes. Yeah, it's at Madison Square Garden. It is. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm comfortable with the Knicks as well. Mate, um, we were talking, and you've you've informed me quite a. Quite evidently that I need to be punting on this one. Um, can we take uh, the new JJJ for 15 plus? You want Huckers Jr. for 15 plus? I just took him for 20 plus in the last game. And um, yeah, at a, at about $8.50. And um, we'll think if Duncan Robinson's out, who's going to play those small forward minutes? Um, I expect It'll... that bump from Huckers Jr. Yeah, it would also be Josh Richardson. Um, he's yep. the other waiver wire target if uh, if that does uh, if Duncan does sit. So, but yeah, Huckers is still going to get that thirty four. I reckon. So I reckon you spot on there. That could be a good bet. Um, heading on to Chicago versus the Raptors in Toronto. Um, not a week goes by that I don't talk about Kobe White. Yeah, it's. <laughs> He's just still there. He's still available it's, there. And he's still doing good things. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. He's had a couple of shit like he's had a couple of shit ones in the year, but that's all right. But then he comes out last game and he absolutely dominated. So, uh, wait, am I I am right on that, aren't I? He hit seven threes in the last game against the Thunder for twenty three points and five assists. Yep, that's uh that's something that you'd be uh wanting on your on your uh on your fantasy team, that's for, that's for bloody certain. Six assists, uh, five assists as well. 
Actually, had a steal. You don't say that a lot, Kobe White. That's um, he has yeah, had a steal. No, he's had a steal in his last ten games, man. Really? Yep. Son of a bitch. One, right two, up. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. In his last ten games, he's had more than a steal. Well, so, I'll tell you um, what, man. That's someone that should not be sitting on the waiver wire. I don't. I don't think. I, uh, with the scoring ability that he has, and again. That was last game against the Thunder. That was without Zach Levine. Uh, he's a game time decision again tomorrow. So, Kobe White's still there. Also, too, Caruso. Caruso is just, he's so bloody good at what he does. Like, he's yeah. generating, he can get everything. It's it's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, if Caruso's on your wire and 12 teams, really should be a pickup. Um, I'd, you can't be letting the defensive stats like that go by with the scoring ability that he also provides. I haven't even thought about picking up Caruso because I've been streaming in and out these other blokes, but um, mm. could be worth a look. Um, yeah. Look, not Tui. I don't. I actually hate watching Chicago play at the moment, so let's not oh, be yeah, too excited shit. about that. Yep. But I've got a question for you. If right. you own OG Ananobi... What do you do with him? Let me rattle off his stats in the last three games since coming back from injury. Nine points shooting, two of 11, five rebounds, three assists and two steals. 11 points shooting 50% with one rebound and four steals. He did get three blocks in that game. And then against the Pacers, 13 points, five of 12, four rebounds, four assists, and a steal. This is somebody that if you saw those stats on your waiver wire, you actually probably wouldn't be looking at picking him up. No, I agree there, but I think his ability for defensive stats, it's all right. He's still coming back off the injury as well, um, which made him miss probably like, what, six or seven games. So... I think you just got to you just got to keep holding. You just got to wait for him to be at a hundred percent health. He doesn't look like he's at a hundred percent health either. He's very hesitant to go to the rim. He's more settling in that corner for the jump shots, and they're letting Pascal and Scotty Barnes just go at it. So I think they just need to, um, yeah. He's just got to work his way back into it, um, which actually ties in perfectly because my. Um, my best bet for this game was actually OG unders on points. Oh, sounds good. They haven't. Wait, have they set the line yet? Hang on a second. Sorry, mate. Uh, OG Ananobi. Yeah, his line is currently at 16 points. 16 and a half points. Taking the under there. He's still not right. I like it. Um, Do you think that this is a situation where OG went looking at the outlet outlook of the season. If you're in a really strong position that OG could actually be a buy low. Um, If you're in a strong position in your league. Yeah. But like he's, he's already at his low right now. Like there's no point in selling him off. Now you want to wait until he hits like, you know, that big game where he's capable of having like 25 points, 20 points, like three steals, a couple of assists. And then like, six rebounds and you sit there and go, all right, who the bloody hell wants him? Because But you're thinking of the seller. I'm thinking as the buyer, if you've got somebody that's just mm. went through, he just didn't play three games. He's averaging about as many as I do in B grade. And uh <laughs> and 
then suddenly, you know, you, you're frustrated. You sit they're, they're sitting there in ninth and tenth position. I, I go after it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. If, if they're like, you know, but you don't throw someone that's, you know, high value on OG. You're throwing someone that's, you know, round yeah. top top 90 or so at yeah. the moment, top 80, and you just have a crack and just go, there you go, mate. Like, you know, I need you, – you, it's an easy – this is – OG is one of the easy swindles because you say, hey, I want to have a gamble on the steals. I'll give you someone yeah. that's providing a little bit of extra um, – extra oomph in assists or something like that. You just go, there you go, mate. Go ahead and take him. Sounds good. One thing I did want to note from looking at my trends from Derek Schroeder, and it was only, again, oh, it's a bit unreal. if we're talking about punting, um, I've actually been watching his assist numbers, and his assist numbers have come down a lot recently, uh, but yep. his threes and points have absolutely skyrocketed. So is his Scott, uh, has his field goal percentage. He shot over 50% in the last three, over 47% in the last four, always scoring over 17 points per game. Um, yep. His turnovers have been pretty good. Uh, look, Dennis Schroeder is the 51st-ranked player phenomenal yep absolutely he's been and you've been you would have picked him up at about like pick 130 140 he's been unreal um this season so yeah no i don't hate it um the only other one i would say scotty barnes uh in the two games that the raptors have played the bulls this year he scored 22 points uh exactly he had a triple double last time that they actually played so scotty barnes could be the uh, main guy there because we know with the raptors the um, main usage, it's either one game Siakam or one game Barnes. So it looks like Scotty Barnes gets majority of the usage when they play the Bulls. And it looks like they're just kind of going on a game-to-game kind of basis. So um, it, could, it could look like it'd be a Barnes usage uh, first look kind of game. That'd be my only other take from it. But um, yeah, if Scrotum's on the wire, you'd definitely be picking him up. Hundred percent. I don't think he'd be on the wire. You'd probably have to trade for him. Yeah. But yeah. what's what's our next game, mate? We got plenty of games to go through. Holy shit! What is is the next one on your slate? The Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. We can skip to that, um, and then I'll bring up the okay. Pistons the, and the Pacers afterwards. All right, let's go yeah. Pistons and Pacers then. Right, I've got mate. I've got four apps open at the moment, and three of them are telling me the next game is the Nuggets and the. Rockets, and then the other one tells me that it's the Pistons and the Pacers. So let's go with the Pistons that's, and the Pacers. That's because it's all at the same time. So yeah, that's a, that's oh yeah, twelve ten our times. Love to see that. Okay, Pistons and Pacers. So um, Jalen Duran is confirmed back for the uh, for the Pistons. Uh, Bogdanovich, Harris, and Morris are still out. Nemhard and Neesmith are game time decisions for the Pacers. So maybe Obi, Obi Toppin gets the start again for the Pacers if uh, Neesmith's out, um, which, you know, that could have a bit of value in it. Uh, no back-to-back, but that's still all right. Um, this is where, in my opinion, I think Sportsbet have gave a massive stuff up. Um, the over-under currently for the game is at 247. I don't know about you, Maddie. I know the paces are all offense and all offense and only at all the time. But there's no goddamn way that the the Pistons are going to be able to keep up with that score. 
Pacers win, unders. Yep. I like it. I agree with that too. Um, and I actually don't have too much to add to this game. The Pacers have been incredibly consistent. And actually, some mm. of the Pistons just been consistently shit. Yep, that's so true, mate. I, I'd like to see this this game right here is going to show if Cade Cunningham is that kind of guy. Because the way that the Pacers play defense, which is none, um, this is going to be the game where they show, hey, if Cade can literally come out, score 30, have nine assists, it could, it's going to be, you know, a whole lot of offense. But I, I have to say that this game from Cade, it's going to be a massive talking point. Otherwise, I just don't know where he's going to be bringing, like, you know, his next step from. Um, but also, too, we can't go by a podcast without me sucking off Tyrese Halliburton. My God, he is good. He, what he does for that Indiana offense, like he is just seeing everything. He's like, he's playing on like bird's eye view on 2K. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can just see everything that's happening. And it's just an absolute piss take from him. Assist points, threes, rebound, a couple of rebounds, some steals, free throw percentage, field goal percentage. Like, oh, mate, this is, um, we're seeing an absolute superstar emerging this year. And, um, yeah, I'm really loving being a Tyrese Halliburton owner, and I'm so glad that, you know, I took him with my fifth, fourth pick in about four drafts. <laughs> no, Hallie, Hallie is the goat at the moment. He's been phenomenal. Oh, yeah. um, Absolutely. Again, I just love saying IST. Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, IST yes, game. Um, Fred Van Vliet's assist numbers have been out of this world. It's been mm-hmm. absolutely bonkers. In the last four games, 10, 16, 14, and had that four-assist game against the Grizzlies, um, yep. which he was probably when he was playing the Grizzlies because all the other ones were against good teams, the Lakers, the Warriors, yeah. uh, the Clippers. Um, he's been playing 40 points a night. Um, hasn't been shooting the ball as much as I probably anticipated, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I've been enjoying what I've been seeing from Freddie Van Vliet. Couldn't agree more there, mate. And uh, it, it was really nice as well against um, the Grizzlies. I know he didn't – it was a blowout in fairness, but uh, it was nice to see his steals come back as well. Two steals yeah. against the Grizz. Um, they'd been pretty non-existent um, up until that point. Um I thought Jalen Green was sensational as well against the Grizzlies. So hopefully he can get back into a bit of form and Shingoon is overcome that uh, injury because it looked like it affected him against the Grizzlies. He was, he just did not do his normal Shingoon shit. So that was good. But um, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Um, The Nuggets have coming off two losses to the Magic and the Cavs. So, um, yeah, I think this could be a um, – I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, obviously, Murray still out for Denver. Uh, uh, Amen Thompson still out for the Rockets. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. I reckon this could be one of the best games of the day. Um, I've had, This is the one where I've got no bets on it just because this is a complete up-in-the-air kind of game. Um, the other – like – Streaming-wise, if Reggie Jackson's still there on your wire, it's a fair shout. He's been um, he's been playing pretty bloody well as the Nuggets' starting point guard. Um, yeah, and that's 
Mate, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this game. It's actually going to be a ripper. Yeah, and look, I probably won't be turning on a Detroit game or a uh, Wizards game <laughs> on at the same time. Uh, so it'll be Denver so versus bad. Houston or the Kings versus the Timberwolves, I think, um, in that yep. slate at that time. Um, but I wouldn't mind more. even having a look in at where the line is on Reggie Jackson assists. Uh, got nine in the last one, got six in the one before. Um, seems to be finding that groove at point guard with the with the assists in the last couple. He's played over 30 minutes in five of his uh, four of his last five games. Um, yeah, shooting it over 50%, um, so it's been really nice. Reggie Jackson assists is 3.5. You happy to take that? 100%. All right, done. It's in. Beautiful. I like that. Yep. All right. Text into the next game, mate. Uh, who the bloody hell are we up to? These beers are going down. Wizards nice. buff. That much. Oh, no. Oh. Do you just want to skip it? Like, Wizards and Bucks. Um, Giannis is a game time. Looks like he's going to play. Crowder obviously still out for the Bucks. And then for the Wizards... Uh, Dylan Wright's out. Um, Wizards just look shit, and they look like they're just throwing every single game. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. But uh, Pool came back last game. He had thirty against the Hornets, so that's a that's a plus. Obviously, still on dog shit efficiency. So he's um, at twenty four and thirty in his last two. Yep, that's pretty good. It is pretty good, but also, too, let me just check how shit he's shooting the ball because I know it wasn't good because I was watching that Charlotte Wizards game. Pull 24 on 38%, so he was 8 of 21. And then the game before that was... 11, 11 of 26. Okay, so that's a little bit better. But, um, yeah, free, uh, the field... oh, that was against the Bucks too. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty good indication there. I, I I like to see that his free throws up. That's nice, but I'm still on still high on my boy, Kyle Coos. They these assists and the one of my favorite things about Kyle Kuzma's assists as well is people are saying like, oh, where the hell is Kyle Kuzma's assists come from? Where's Kyle Kuzma's assists come from? Start of the year, your boy filthy. Came out and told you, boys, just watch Kuzma. He's going to bump up a bit because of his assists. When he didn't play with Bill and Porzingis last year, he was he averaged about, I think it was like six and a half assists per game. And he's actually not that bad of a playmaker. And I think the Wizards have realized that they would rather have, they'd rather give the ball to Kuzma, who actually gives a shit about the franchise, than Paul, who couldn't give a shit because he just cares about his own numbers and he's just shot chucking half the game. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, mate, I don't know what they're going to do with Paul. It's, it's ridiculous. Let me just say last time that the wizards played the bucks, uh, it was 142 to 129 bucks, one by 13. Giannis had 42 and 13 and eight. So could be expecting another big Giannis game here. Um, I'm not as yeah. low on Paul as you are. Oh, mate, he's just 
I don't know. He just doesn't look like he gives a shit. Did you like? Have you watched a couple of these Wizards game? I know. Yeah, that's probably a stupid it doesn't question. matter. <laughs> I just need to see the. I just need to see the stats, man. And all I need is twenty four and thirty off a guy that people have your attitude of, and I'm looking to trade him. I'm looking to trade for him. I've been picking well, the, picking him up for. Absolutely. I've actually sent you a trade for Jordan Poole in one of our leagues. Oh, I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, I've been, I've been picking up Poole left, right, and center. I think he'll come good. And I'm also chasing Chris Middleton in some leagues. Yeah. because, yeah, And I'm looking to trade, like, look, I'm looking to trade, you know, probably for Poole. I'm looking to trade, you know, like my eighth and ninth best guy um, mm-hmm. for similar sort of value at the moment. I do just see you know, the ceiling being that much higher for someone like Jordan Poole. But Chris Middleton Mm -hmm. played a season high in minutes last game. He played 29. I'm hoping he's working his way back. You know, Malik Beasley's not going to be hot every game. I would put more faith in Chris Middleton, even a crippled Chris Middleton, than Malik Beasley every week. Chris Middleton was somebody people were talking about dropping. Poole is somebody that you can't drop because you took him at 50 to 60. I think yep. there's opportunities. Yep. No, I, I 100% agree. The the 29 minutes from Middleton last game, super, super impressive for him. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'd be, I'd be trying to get Middleton if, if the asking price is that low. Like, this is a player that was a top 50 fantasy player for, like, four or five years in a row. Um, yeah, I'm He's with an you on that. He was yeah, an all-star. He was an all-star. Yeah, 100%. But no one really remembers that or thinks about that from Chris Middleton. So I feel like the asking price for Middleton versus Poole is way, way smaller. So, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Uh, do you like anything bets-wise in this game? What's the line on Jordan Poole points? Because I know that you'd hate to bet that on. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to – he scored 22 last time. I'm just going to say that now. Uh, Pool's line is Jordan Peele. Uh, tw- oh, it's 22. It's actually, uh, that 22. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he scored last time, pretty much. Yeah, I'm just saying you could go overs on that. You you decide on that and, one. Oh, I'm also saying I'm vetoing it and we're not putting that in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But if it goes down, I expect you to accept that trade that I sent you. Um, in season Fine. tournament. Uh, Kings versus the Timberwolves. Yeah, sir. Like, Kings have been struggling with a few minor injuries. This mm-hmm. rest just come at the right time, not playing any games in Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, getting an extra sort of sort of day off in there, um, even if it comes against playing as the tremendous defensive team that is the Wolves in things that I yep. thought that I wouldn't be saying at the start of the year. <laughs> yep, couldn't agree more, mate. Um, you know, it's... Unbelievable. We're, we're four, 15, 14 games into the NBA season, and the Timberwolves are on top of the West, followed closely by the OKC Thunder. What the fuck is happening in 2023, man? This is unreal. i got to give a quick shout-out to, to my boy Brad. He's a massive Timberwolves man, and when they beat um, – they beat the Pel- – no, who they beat uh, two days ago? Pelicans, yeah. I did beat the Pelicans, yeah. And um, I got a swift message uh, from him um, going to put 500 bucks on the Timberwolves to win the uh, NBA Finals. So um, good on you, Beige. Uh, but, no, sorry, they beat the Philadelphia 76ers without Embiid. Sorry. 
Kings uh, yeah, lost yeah. to the Pel- Kings lost to the Pelicans the other day. Um, yeah, so um, another good game. This this will be. Um, this is going to be bloody tight. We got um, Alex Land and, and uh, Keegan Murray out for the uh, Kings, and then McDaniel's and McLaughlin are out for the Wolves. So uh, McDaniel's that's a pretty big out. Um, for the Wolves, I think that kind of opens a bit of the door for Harrison Barnes to attack, but I don't, I don't no. feel confident in that. Um, Honestly, um, Kyle Anderson's a better defender than Jaden McDaniels anyway. So, Really? I think Anderson's a bit better offensively in being able to do everything, but as a point of attack defender, McDaniels is one of the best in the league, man. Have you seen how long... How long Carl Anderson is. Have he you just seen how long Jade McDaniels is? And he's actually quick. Like he can actually move. Carl Anderson looks like both of his knees are going to blow out as soon as someone dribbles the ball. Carl Anderson <laughs> looks slow. He's not actually slow. He is slow. He's, he's struggling not... to move, man. What was his Chinese no. name? Actually, now that I think about it. What, is, what was his Chinese name when he played in the World Cup? That's what I want to refer to him as from now on. <laughs> Um, you you, you talk even. about this game because if there's any like strange it's, or anything, it's Lee, look Ka- up. it's Lee Kyer. Lee Kyer, okay. Lee Kyer is slow as all shit. I love him. Slow mo Kyle, big fan, but yeah, Lee Kyer, no chance. Um, look, yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching any of those guys there. Um, I do don't mind Kevin Huerta in this game. Um, you reckon he's had an back? ordinary what? Yeah, yeah, he had an ordinary one last game. I don't. I think Kevin Word is good enough that he won't do that two games again. So two games okay. in a row. So. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't mind that. Uh, do you like any bets going into this game? Because the line is Minnesota minus four and a half, and the over under is two twenty nine point five. I'd probably stay away from this game because I expect it to be so close. I'm I'm in agreement with you. They're the only one that I am marginally kind of oh, kind of wetting my whiskers about is the thought of what Ant Edwards could do against the Kings with like stuff all defense. Uh, that kind of gets me a little bit excited just to um, yeah think about how Ant's able to you know get his way give into you a defense. No, 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 no. I'm all right, mate. I'll um, I'll keep on keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you were just so excited. I yeah, I know. Punching well, the I, bottom of your desk there. Oh, uh, mate. If I, if I can only reach it, that's all right. But we digress. Um, let's move on to the next game before we start talking about small things. Uh, what have we got? The uh, Warriors and the Spurs. Is that next in your? Lineup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the last game that Draymond misses as part of his five-game suspension. Oh, beautiful! We can uh, we can get that flog back. Fantastic! He's a great player, but but you go out and choke Rudy Gobert. Like, come on, man! Pick pick a fight with someone that's tougher. Like Rudy, you can't, you can't pick, go do you shit. Can't pick, you can't pick anyone that's bigger. Like, he, he went out there in Draymond's I said res- tougher. Uh, defense. He just went out there and picked the biggest guy. I just think he hates Rudy Gobert, and he just saw Rudy and went, "Fuck it, I'm going to put him in a chokehold because fuck this French dickhead." So, that, but then again, he gave the whole league COVID. Yeah, he gave the whole league COVID. <laughs> so fuck him. 
He's this he's this generation's Dennis Rodman, old Draymond. I don't mind. Yeah, him. yeah, hundred percent. No, he's a great player. Uh, I just hate him because you know, Cavs, Warriors, Dynasty. But all I got to say is Wemby should be looking out because Dray- thank God Draymond's not playing this game, otherwise he'd be <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah, so we got Warriors, Spurs, um, Warriors. Uh, oh, Jesus, that's a minus 10.5 line for the Warriors who are not playing very well at the moment. Spurs fully healthy. Devin Vassell should be back into the starting lineup. As you said, Draymond Green, last game of his suspension. Um, I know you see something from Wiggins. He's been absolute dog shit this year. Um, I know after, I, after last week's pod, um, I said to Matty G that I'd put Wiggins on blast because if he had another shit game, he did. But then he came out with a 31-point uh, performance and he hasn't done fuck all since. So um, Wiggins needs to step it up because his rebounds have been shit, his points have been shit, his field goals have been shit, his assists are non-existent, his defensive stats are nothing, and his free throws still dog shit. Um, so I need to say a bit out of Wiggs um, tomorrow. Golden State are a small team, man. This could be Wemby eating. This could be Wemby eating. Could be Zach Collins eating. Oh yeah, Zach Collins has been fantastic this year, by the way. Yeah, I um, I said in an earlier one that I expect that people, if you're in trade chats and Zach Collins is there, people might think that they're selling high on Zach Collins, but I think that he can do this all year. I I 100% agree because they need a big, like they need another big next to Wemby at the moment. Wemby's too, too, I'm not going to say weak, but he's too, you know. Flaccid. uh, Yeah, flaccid. That's a good, I was going to say fragile, but flaccid is better. I said flaccid, but not flaccid, but sure. Nah, I like flaccid better. Actually, yeah, he's too flaccid at the moment. So, yeah, they need that bigger body next to him. Um, So... Yeah, I, I I like that as well. Um, how how long do you reckon the Spurs are going to go with this point Sohan um, business? I mean, he's not doing a bad job, but it's not like he's doing a great job. Look, I think the seconds that I see anything else there, I will probably be looking at obviously getting Trey Jones. I think he's a better point guard. But I do think Jeremy Sohan is a hold through this period. Um, when I was on with Mick the other day, he was saying, you know, 180th ranked player, drop Jeremy Sohan. Just, you know, now he's worked his way up to the 160th ranked player. But if you're throwing stats out there, shooting 40%, 80% from the line, 19 points, five rebounds, seven assists, that's somebody you want on your team. Um, 29 points, uh, only shot 25%, but went and got his got his eight rebounds. That's from your point guard, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then in the game before, 16 points, five rebounds, three assists and two steals. Still getting those steals in a lot of games. I just, I think you're overreacting if you're dropping Jeremy Sohan. Uh, right yeah. now, I think that he's an ad. Um, he's only 51% rostered in Yahoo as well, should be noted. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think um, Sohan needs to still stay on a 12-league team. It's There's going to be ups and downs. Um, Spurs aren't great yet, but um, with his fantasy profile that he's able to provide, it's just something that you need to be able to keep with you. Um, I just looked at the last time... Warriors played the Spurs. It was preseason. Spurs won by five. Um, obviously, can't take um, no. preseason into much of it. But Wemby did score nineteen points in limited minutes, so I think Wemby could be a uh, a good go on points tomorrow. 
He's over under is 19 and a half. Um, actually, no, 20 is probably too high. Don't like it actually. Now that I say that out loud, um, I still, I still like the, I still like the overs on that, honestly, because I, I just, I think about the guys that they've got to defend Wenby, uh, with the size okay. of the Golden State Warriors. And I think that he will find himself scoring a lot. If you're uncomfortable with it, look at somebody like Zach Collins. And I think that we'll probably see him score six to six to seven more than we'd normally see from somebody like Zach. Um, okay. So yeah. I, I like that. I really yeah, like I like that. I, I reckon that's uh that's all right. We'll go um we'll go Wemby for fifteen and Collins for ten. I um I don't mind that. I actually now that's nah, I like the Wemby one more, but I think Kevon Looney's probably just too big of a body for Zach Collins to be able to score enough inside, and they're going to make yep. him more into a three-point shooter. They'll utilize Wemby a little bit more inside as height-wise. I know Looney's Looney's a bloody good rebounder, a bloody good defender. So um, if Looney gets the minutes, I could even see Looney rebounds up. So also another good shot. We can uh, we can have an R on that one. We'll have an R on that one off camera. But we'll look at the last game of the day. Another great game. The Clippers, I don't want to say it, but geez, they're looking a lot better. Are they back? Uh, not quite yet, but they're looking a lot better. We have the Pelicans and the Clippers in Los Angeles. And we've got, so CJ McCollum obviously still out, unfortunately, for the Pelicans. Um, Trey Murphy and Matt Ryan all out. Uh, and then for the Clippers, Norman Powell's actually a game time decision, which is annoying for our back to back stream. Um, he has a groin injury that has uh, has flared up, so hopefully he's all right. Um, Brandon Boston and obviously Mason Plumley. So um, when we're attacking the back to back, we can be definitely looking at Terrence Mann and um, Daniel Tice. Geez, he's been good for the Clippers as of late. I'm interested to see the minutes for Valanciunas this game because Zubac is a big body and he can't shoot threes. So they need someone like paint dropping from Valanciunas. So I'm interested to see this. And I think this is a massive, massive game for Herb Jones. This is a huge test. He's been putting up ridiculous amount of defensive stats and he's been shooting so efficiently as well from the field. How's he going to go against Harden, Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard? This will be a good game to watch. I'm glad this is the last game on the slate that has a half an hour time difference between the rest of them because I'll be able to watch the end of the like this with no interruptions. So, yeah, it's a, a it's a good time for us Aussies. It's a yeah, big time for us Aussies. Um, but the Jonas double double, um, I know I've mentioned it already. Um, it's something that I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be looking at Harden's minutes. Um, he's sort of been playing above 30 minutes in his last four games, uh, nine and 10 assists in the last couple, still getting those steals that we've become used to with Harden. Uh, he hasn't been shooting the ball a lot. Um, seven shots, 12 shots, 11 shots. That's a lot of shots for somebody normal, but not a lot of shots for James Harden. Um, look, I'm just looking, looking to watch it. Um, I'm looking to watch James Harden maybe being defended by some of these better defenders from New Orleans, but yeah, look, I like Tice as well. Yep, absolutely. I also, it's also, um, we got to point out that, um, the report came out with, uh, what's happening with 
the Clippers' offense in terms of usage and aggressive uh, taking this with um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're more looking for Paul George to be more of the aggressor first on offense and then looking for Kawhi. So that's going to be interesting to watch if that is actually true or not. Um, so look for PG to have the first point of emphasis on offense and then Kawhi. Um, it's, mate, you look at this Clippers team and you just go, who the fuck is going to be scoring? Who's going to be getting the assist? Who's going to be getting the uses? Because they have so many players that can do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's like going to be... 2012 gonna, All-Star team. It's bloody ridiculous. And then Zubac. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who was, <laughs> who was probably... Who was probably twelve at the time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm steering I'm steering clear of this one. Harden's at eight eight and a half assists um for this game. So don't really uh no, don't really I don't like want to touch it. Nah, I'm I mean Brandon Ingram's assists have actually been all right as of late as well. So he's had a you know, his assists have been a little bit up. I think, or am I just talking out my ass? I might be. I'm I think I'm right. Give me. Uh, sorry, no. Here. His last one was dog shit. Sorry. I do apologize. I got it here, but his points have been up in the last little bit. Um, yeah, I know it's has. just, you know. Yeah, his points have been up. He's He's been on the up. Like, I see the 118th yeah. ranked player, but you're taking into account some pretty ordinary stats to start off the year and then him being injured for three games and working yeah. his way back from that a little bit. Um, yeah. I've liked what I've seen from Ingram. Yeah, sorry, I'm th- I'm three games late actually. In his last three games, he's been averaging about 28 points per game, and then the three games before that, he was averaging about eight assists a game. So he's kind of flip flopped where he's gone from. Okay, I'm now going to be the scoring guy to from I'm going to be the passing guy. So um, no, actually. I hate Ingram's assist. I'm still trying to figure out some. He's bloody... like he's like a tall Dennis Schroeder, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's just flip flopping kind of kind of thing. So, um, but I've been impressed with how Ingram's been able to run the offense as well when it has been time to do that. Um, I think Zion's working in working his way back in quite nicely as well. Um, we had a real, we had like the line we all expected Zion to have last game against the Kings, uh, twenty five five and six. So that's what you kind of want to see out of Zion all the time. It's going to be a interesting, um, an interesting matchup uh, for him against Kawhi, you'd assume, because um, Paul George probably isn't the same stature strength to be able to man up against Zion. But I want to see if this Clippers team is real, because the last three games they've beaten the Spurs, the Spurs, and the Rockets. So. This is a test because the Pelicans are playing great basketball. Um, yeah, I. this is another game, Matty, where we just look at and go, it's a bit of a, yeah, no, no. Like, you can't. To know from me, dog. No, nah, I'm, I'm with you on that as well, mate. Um, I don't think I can even tempt you in. The over, the, the line is... 5.5 points for the Clippers, which I actually don't hate. If you can get an alternate line Pelicans way, don't mind that. We sometimes like to do a try bet. So I'd probably take a try bet of under eight points either way. I reckon it's going to be a pretty close game. And the over-under is 224, which I feel like is pretty on the money, actually. So I'd take a try bet of under eight and a half 
either way. And that's probably the only thing that I can look at for this game because I think this is going to be a ripper. No, sounds good, man. Our next six, and I know this has gone on for a little bit, but we're going through 16 games today, um, is on the Saturday, um, and it is Philly versus OKC. Um, I'm starting to think Maxi and Embiid have great value for the Sixers, but not much else. Like there's there's like Melton and Toby, they're taking the back seats, you know, you know, fourth and fifth sort of players there. Paul Reed was obviously a flash in the pan. He's great every time Embiid's out. Um, and I'm not going to comment on anything that's coming out of OKC at the moment with the point guard situation. We're going to leave that there till we hear anything from a reputable source. Yep. Um, and that's insight stance. Uh, but if anything does happen, we could see a bump from Case and Wallace. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more there. That's um, Case and Wallace is definitely the uh, the go there. And, um, yeah, you just keep riding out how good bloody Shea is. Apparently, uh, Kelly Oubre may be returning soon as well from his car or not car or whatever happened. Bike accident? We're not ones to ever doubt Kelly Oubre Jr. He is a gorgeous man and we will never slander him. So um, whatever Kelly said, that's fine. It's just a good bounce back from being a car uh, hitting him over, so that's all right. Um, he's actually back in in light duties already. Um, right. Like so, he's he's in light duties at training. He must be just I don't know. I, what's light duties mean? Shooting around with no one defending you. I'm not a hundred percent sure, yeah. but but yeah, no, he's he's there. He's back, and that's not what I expected when I dropped Kelly Oubre. So, yep, I had the same thing. I was expecting him out till like mid January, and uh, nope, here he is back pretty much back in uh, November. So that's great for for me. So, uh, well, that's all right. My brother picked him up as well in my league, so he can get stuffed. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be another, another great game. Um, okay, so, yeah, okay, so they've just been rolling at the moment, man. Like, they look so bloody good. But Jesus Christ, am I worried about what's going to happen to Chet Honger and having to defend Joel Embiid? Oh my God! Is he? He's going to be in foul trouble, or Joel's going to drop forty easily? Yeah. Look, if I had to pick anything, it'd be probably like a Joel Embiid overs situation. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, just don't be fooled into maybe holding Paul Reed. I added Paul Reed. Yeah. Last game and really enjoyed those four blocks. Really enjoyed actually watching him play. Um, I think that that'll give the coach a bit more confidence in maybe playing him a little bit. I know he still didn't get the start, but he did get the minutes. Uh, but yeah, just don't fall into the trap of thinking that Paul Reed is a uh, rosterable player. Um, if you added him, enjoy what you got. But Joel Embiid was basically just sitting down for rest. He did look super gassed in that overtime game. Um, yeah. I went to the NBA exhibit with Mally. Um, and then we went to the um, to the local to watch that one. And uh, yeah, Embiid did just look super gassed. So Yep, couldn't agree more there. The only other one I have to say is just keep your eye out for Stringer. Uh, sorry, Springer, Jaden Springer. If uh, if he gets an opportunity with Pat Bear going down or uh, Maxi going down, Jesus Christ, he can he can return some fantasy value. I'm with you. Let's go to Miami versus the Nets. Um, this is Heat on a back to back. The yep. most added player in transaction trends is the new JJJ. 
the 137th ranked player. 28 minutes last game, 22 points, um, eight rebounds, an assist and a steal, Uh, especially with this Duncan Robinson news. um, Should be another game where he gets the opportunity. I I couldn't agree more. Homie Huckers Jr. has been just on a roll. It's it's like the the Heat don't miss. They just pick this bloke out of their ass at, what, pick 21 or 22 or something like that, and they just nailed it again. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I just can't believe what the hell's going on with with Huckers. So him, Highsmith, Highsmith's obviously getting the start. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of blokes to be able to stream there in Miami. They're playing good basketball. Everyone knows my stance on when it comes to back-to-back games um, that you always favour the team that is um, not on a back-to-back, the healthier team, just because it's a lot – it's very hard to play a back-to-back game in um, the NBA on the same kind of level that you have. So if um, this uh, Knicks-Miami game – tomorrow is close, then I'll be definitely looking at the Nets uh, the next day to uh, to beat the Heat, especially being in Brooklyn. But um, And then Brooklyn are just, you know, they're just Brooklyn. Hopefully Ben Simmons comes back soon. Spencer Dinwiddie's obviously got an uptip with Simmons out. Um, Lonnie Walker's just shooting every single shot that he bloody can. Um, Klassen looks fantastic <laughs> defensively as well. Can I rattle off some stats in the last game? Yeah, go for it, bro. Spencer That's Dinwiddie. Tell me. Spencer Dinwiddie, 42 minutes, 26 points, 12 assists, and six rebounds. Mikael mm. Bridges, 44 minutes, 45 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. You know, we've got 22 and 11 from Claxton. We've got 23, 5 and 5 from Cam Johnson. That was one of the games that Lonnie Walker did drop off. But I think Lonnie Walker's yep. getting the opportunity if somebody like a DFS or a um, or a Cam Johnson or somebody like that is misfiring that game. Uh, the yep. first man up is, um, is probably Lonnie Walker or your Royce O'Neal or somebody like that. But look... Yep. Dinwiddie should be rostered as long as Ben Simmons is out, but Mikael Bridges has been sensational. And yeah, look, I got Nick Claxton thrown in on a deal the other day, so I'm pretty happy about the way that he's been playing. Bloody hell. And also, tell you, he's broken the Nets record for most blocks. Uh, He's had three blocks in the last five games at least, and that's a Nets record. So pretty good when you're coming up against the likes of like, you know, Kenyon Martin and stuff. So Pretty bloody impressive uh, by Claxton. Um, so, yeah, I reckon you just keep rolling with it until, you know, you keep rolling with Spencer Dimmier until Ben Simmons and uh, Cam Thomas come back. I think um, Lonnie Walker's gone out of the rotation again once Cam Thomas comes back because they are, that he's their shot chucker. So, yeah, um, that was – let's be honest, though. That was an overtime game against the Hawks. Hawks don't play defense. Um, they All they play a very fast offense, so – the Nets kind of had to match that. So, um, yeah, we'll see with that. But that kind of goes into the next game on the slate, and that's the Hawks versus the Wizards. And I'll tell you who will win this game. Hawks win easily. Wizards back-to-back. Do I need to say more? Wizards can't keep up with the offense that the Hawks are going to be able to produce. It's going to be a big scoring game for Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson. These kind of players. But, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 
yeah, Hawks are going to just absolutely go can, nuts here. Can Can I play devil's advocate? Of course you can. I agree with you. Hawks are going to win this one. But from a fantasy standpoint, your Wizards mm-hmm. will still put up some really good stats because – Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, like the, like the Wizards couldn't um, – couldn't defend a falling leaf from the from the tree at the moment. Sorry, the Hawks yep. couldn't. They are just letting people walk all over them. The Wizards have a lot of def- they have a lot of offensive woes, but they probably have more defensive woes than they have offensively. So I think that you can still expect the Wizards to score quite well. I think that you can expect a, another big game from Poole. I think that you can expect Coos to be really good. Um, and I think that Denny Avdia will play play some big minutes. And Hawks, like, the way that they were defending, like, they just, like, people were just getting backdoor cuts and just wide-open layups and slams when they played the Pacers the other day. Now, I'm yeah. not putting that down to, you know, the Wizards being sensational, but Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Pearl will be good enough to score a lot of points against the Hawks. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And that's why we like the um, the Avdir or Corey Kispert stream as they're on a back-to-back, um, especially against the Hawks. If you're streaming Kispert, you obviously own, you know Kispert's only going for threes and points. And against the Hawks, it's the prime position for him to be able to do it. There's a great chance that Kispert could return you, you know, five threes. But there's also a very good chance that Kispert could go out there and shoot one of 10 and you sit there and go, what the fuck have these guys just told me to do? But that's what happens. It's Corey Kispert. He's not, you know, he's not elite. It's not like it's Luke Kennard. He's, that's just what he does. But he can There's a reason he's on your waivers and this is it. Correct. Yep, correct. But it's, it's definitely worth, you know, it's worth a gamble if you've got the, if you've got the spot, you know, back to back. If he returns you, Let's say he, tur- he returns you six, uh, six threes over these two games. You're sitting there going, how good's that? And he returns you, let's say, uh, 30 points. You're like, yep, beautiful. I'll take that because that's that's one acquisition for 30 points, six threes. And then, yeah, he doesn't get you anything like, else. He's like good. you add, and, and maybe this is a segue, but you go add Rui Hachimura, who I think is a better yeah. add than, than Corey Kispert. Look, on your waiver wire, he's better than Corey Kispert, but you're just going to get two games out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I still just don't like If they're both playing one game, and I will take you on that Rui Hachimura will outscore Corey Kispert. Um, I'll put a, I'll put a four-pack of Bolter on that in one game. But all I'm just saying is if those guys are in your in your waiver wire, you have to go with somebody like Corey Kispert due to the fact that he's going to be playing too. Well, uh, this is interesting. So you're saying to me that you do you reckon let's let's put it on points because they're both they're both points and threes type yep. of players on Sunday for us that I, I will happily take the Bolters bet on Kispert will outscore Rui Hachimura, Kispert against the Hawks and Hachimura against the Cavs. I will 100% take that Kispert will outscore Rui Hachimura on Sunday. You know what? I was actually meaning it against the Bucks in uh, that first game, but you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. 
I was actually right, taking it against the Bucks. Is more what I was saying. But <laughs> shake, shake your hands. I'll give you against the Hawks. I'll give you a bit oh, of a head start God. against that dog shit defense. So. Bolt a bit. We'll take that. You beauty. All right, lovely. Oh well, that's a perfect transition. Let's go. Uh, the old Lakers versus the Cavs on ESPN. Cavs finally getting an ESPN game. How good is this? LeBron in his return. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a good game. I would. I would have to say it's in Cleveland. Um, I don't expect Donovan Mitchell to be back. Levert's back though, so that's good. Um, yeah, this could be uh, this could be a good game. I know Cavs uh, bowled over the Lakers twice last year, so but that was with uh, Donovan Mitchell playing. So um, yeah, this will be a very very interesting game. Um, I mean, can, look. Can we talk? Can we just talk about Craig Porter Jr. very quickly? Yeah, I mean, shit, he's been so good the last two games when Mitchell and Levert had missed. Um, I know it was a blowout last time against Miami, but against Philadelphia, he was just sensational. And he basically, like, said to JB Bickerstaff, "You have to keep playing me in this game because I am absolutely tearing up Philly." Like, he he's. As a six-three guard, to be able to get the rebounds, blocks, and steals that he's able to accumulate, plus the assists that he's able to do, and then getting to the free throw line—it's just—it's fantastic. I love seeing it. Um, I don't. It's going to be if Mitchell doesn't play, then you obviously if Mitchell plays, you don't pick him up. But he's definitely one to watch when. Uh, Mitchell and Levert are out because that's that's a gold mine right there. Um, or even I reckon even I reckon he's played well enough. If Garland doesn't play, he'll be the starting point guard anytime that Garland's out now. Can you rate my trade that I did in a in a league the other day? Yeah, of course, bro. I've sent Scotty Barnes off uh, to somebody that does podcasts in the Insight Fantasy Sports Network. I'm not mm-hmm. going to call anyone else. I've sent Scotty Barnes off, and I've received Darius Garland, and Nick Claxton. And it was sent to okay. me. Okay. So the so Scotty Barnes only for Garland and Claxton. Yeah. See, I reckon it's a good trade. Purely because you'd rather the two good players, because you know Garland and Claxton are both going to be top, let's say, 50-odd players, 40, 50-odd players. While Scotty Barnes will probably be also top fifty, Scotty Barnes is also competing with usage with um, Pascal Siakam, and they're just hit and miss each game. But I know Garland's playing a lot better now that Mitchell isn't playing. But I think it was also to um, because of the injury that Garland had, so it was also affecting him. But now he's kind of just like working his way through it, and now he's just seeing it so much better. He's scoring well. He's shooting the threes a lot better. He's assists to come back. Um, he has such a good connection with Mobley and Allen. And obviously, Claxton's um, blocks and rebounds is just outrageous. So um, I reckon it's an absolute ripper try by you. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I thought it was really Got good. You, I, was, I, was, I was trying to work out what it was when we were uh, when we were chatting about Nick Claxton and you were saying that. I was like, I got him in a throw-in the other day. So I just wanted to run it by you. Yeah, he's got to um, run it. Yeah, I write it. I write it. 
little bit of a clacko circle jerk here. Um, look, we've we've chatted enough about the Cavs. Let's go into the Pelicans and the Jazz. Um, Pel's obviously on a back-to-back, and we have delved yeah. into, I suppose, the Pelicans. Find it hard because, as you've said a hundred times, you want to get on the team and, you know, yes. whether it be fantasy stats, whether it be betting, you want to get on the team that's fresh, that's ready to go. Yeah. They've had a turkey day break. They get another day break after that, and they're playing the Pelicans on that back-to-back. But I don't think I can get around the Jazz beating the Pels. There, so these are the times where you just kind of go, yeah, not a hundred percent. But you know, stranger things have happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm not taking that head to head on on this game. I mean, yeah, I'd probably take Jazz at the line. I reckon it's going to be pretty saucy, especially if the Pelicans are in a game like in a close game um, tomorrow. So. Um, because they are matching up against the Clippers. It is a late game, and they are traveling from Los Angeles to Utah. So, I mean, this could be a jazz uh, a game that the Jazz do snag. Um, I think Kelly Olenek has just got to be that player that everyone's just looking out for the Jazz if you're going to stream that game in. Um, yeah, because Olenek's just doing, you know, he's doing the point. Oh, he's getting a few points, but he's getting the rebounds and the assists. He still gets the threes, can get defensive stats. It's it's a, it's one where you kind of go, like, you just kind of got to go for it just because of the impact that he can have. And now that he's starting as well with Walker Kessler out, um, Keontae George, he's the other one. He's a good strength for assists. He will hurt your field goal percentage. Uh, but he's looking like he's been able to orchestrate the offense a little bit better. I'm a little bit. I know you didn't, you didn't take him high, but Jordan Clarkson's usage going down a little bit more as Maddie comes in. He's found himself another fucking frothy. How good's that? He should have been more prepared. I'm sitting here. I got. I had six beers sitting here ready to go because I knew I was doing a podcast with you. And every single time I do a podcast with you, I know that the beers just keep fucking flowing down. <laughs> yeah, I've got three empties. So I need to, need to keep on catching up. Um, but yeah, as I was just saying, a couple of pickups there for the, for the Jazz. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're streamable there. Um, How good is Johnny Collins? He's going all right. He's, he's not at the same – like. At where you picked him, you probably picked him around 90 or so, so you'd be pretty happy with the return. But this has been without Walker Kessler. So I just want like, you know, I'm keep on watching now it's going, but um yeah, it's this is gonna be an interesting one. So Johnny Collins and Walker Kessler was playing pretty ordinary, but Johnny Collins has been the fifty-third ranked player. Uh 53rd. Go, going over the whole year. Um, okay. I did tweet out extremely early that John Collins is a better player than Walker Kessler, and I stand by this. Even when Damn. he played with uh, Walker Kessler, he was always getting more than 30 minutes. Um, his minutes actually haven't changed at all since Walker Kessler's been out. Um, you know, quite often you find him leading the starters in in minutes, in points. Um, I just think that Not boys, John Collins... That's Larry. Oh, that's Larry. Sorry. Um, look, be a second Collins. Up, so if Collins is off, if uh, yeah. Clarkson's off, yeah. No, I say he's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, John Collins has just been sensational. I just wanted to shout out because I was looking through the rankings by Yahoo the other day, and with those stats, with his efficiency, um, I was surprised 
as you were, to see him as the 53rd ranked player. But I just wanted to shout out to my boy, Johnny Collins. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think of Talon Horton Tucker? Um, just quickly, though, I just got to say, how good are these fucking four-in-one cups? My God, I can't believe it that me beer is still cold. This is just fantastic. But, um, yeah. I didn't give I didn't give mine a chance to go cold, uh, to go hot. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but even if I did, like, it's still good, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, those, I've got a couple of empties here, fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's been up and down, but he's still giving, like, a little bit of, Assists here and there. Oh, she's even got the bloody, the big standard squeeze. How you going? Oh, go on, have a squeeze, son. How yeah, good's that? Yeah, um, shout out to Ash from the standard squeeze. This is actually his home brew. Hey, buddy, good's that? I'm pretty sure they got a Black Friday sale as well. So if you're going to be able to try and get yourself some uh, some foreign ones or some uh, sand squeeze bottle, this is the right time to go at it. Really, uh, relt his pocket. So, but we love Ash, so that's fantastic. Um, yeah, Orton Tucker, he's just, he gets you, like, you know, there's assists, but he can get hot on points or he can also shoot one of nine. You sit there going, why did I pick this dickhead up? But he can get the rebounds. He can get the assists. But I think the Jazz are realizing that Horton Tucker cannot be a point guard and Clarkson's more of a flamethrower. So they can't really have both of them on. That's why they needed Keontae George to come in and like actually run the offense earlier than they were hoping they, that he could. So yeah. Four, 14 minutes in his last game just tells me that it's Keontae's um, it's Keontae's season now and they're not doing yeah. real well. Um, I wondered if they were hoping that the more experienced Talon Horton Tucker could maybe, um, you know, keep them up there and, you know, maybe get a play in run. But I think, in the minutes that we've been seeing, that is the stage of acceptance for the Utah Jazz and Talon Horton Tucker's minutes will continue to taper off. Yep, couldn't agree more there. I think they're uh, I think they're in a little bit of strife, and uh, as well as Larry play, Larry Markinen plays uh, in most games, I think um, some teams are starting to put a bit more pressure and physicality into him, knowing that. Um, he's the main guy and they'll live with Clarkson kind of burning him because Clarkson can 100%. He's been playing pretty well this year, actually, but uh, for where you picked him up in fantasy, but yeah. Um, yeah, the Jazz need a little, they need a little bit of something else. They need just something more to be able to, to overcome. They haven't looked great, but take yeah, us I into this last talent. game, mate. Yeah, that's true. They do def- definitely need talent. Um, look, the the Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers. Uh, it'll be late um, for basically everyone in America. It'll be an afternoon game for us uh, in Australia. Um, but the Clippers on a back-to-back. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a question for you. Are you a Kyrie owner? No, First I'm not. Question. If you were... Would he be a sell for you? His assist numbers are down, but he's still taking 20 shots a game, still getting a lot of points. Is he a in-the-right build? Is he a purchase just thinking that the people that got him maybe thought that they were getting this seven, eight assist guy? He's not that beside Luca, Um, and maybe he's a buy-low situation because if you compare him to some, I suppose, scorers, um, he's actually going really well. 
Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely spot on there. They because the people that would have drafted him would have drafted him second round, and you would have been going there. Okay, I need over 20 points. I need at least like seven assists or some rebounds and some defensive stats to be able to stay relevant with Kyrie. And I, I never saw that. I was I was keen on Kyrie, but I wasn't going to go second round to take Kyrie because I I just don't see how he gets these assists next to Luca. And he's as you said, he's playing well, and his field goal is quite nice for a guard as well, which is good. So he can work in the right team because his free throw percentage also helps you get up because he does he rarely misses from the line. Um, I, but I think it's just. You know, he's either going to get a massive amount of points, a couple of rebounds, and then he needs his assist to be able to bump up to be relevant. So I think in the type of build where you're going for, um, a, you need like high field goal percentage to bump up from your guard because you don't want to take someone like Trey or Fred Van Vliet or something like that. Then Kyrie is the point guard that you want on that build. But in, a, in one way, you need more stats around then he's just not bringing it for you. So Kyrie's a real win-win type of player for someone that's trying to make a trade to the right team. Yeah, I agree. Yahoo stats, what do you think Kyrie's ranked at the moment? I'd say he's had he's had a couple of big games, a couple of good, solid games. So I reckon he'd be around... Collins is 53. I reckon he'd be around 30-odds. He'd be early 30s, I reckon. Wow, that's really good. He's the 31st-ranked player. And quite often... Have a look at him go. He's so good. He's the 31st-ranked player, and people have been talking about him as if he's having a disappointing season. All I'm trying to say is... Matty, you've got to remember as well. But people have been taking him in the second round. So people have been taking him probably like, you know... Uh, pick 15, 16 on him. So obviously they're going to be a bit pissed off when, you know, in that same type of rage, you could have been having Devin Booker, who's been absolutely tearing it apart for Phoenix. You could have been having... um, In three games so far this year. Yeah, that's true, actually. But who else went in, like, second round kind of territory? Like a Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. You could have had, even though he's out at the moment as well. But, like... You know, these type of players where, uh, Trey, like, Trey Young, he was, like, around the same as Kyrie, and you're kind of going, shit, like, I could have had these type of players, but, you know, Kyrie's not returning the same value, and he's played every game as well. Oh, pretty much every game, but... He's missed one, yeah. But I, I do, like, I just think often, like, so... When I got him, I got him at 24 or something, and I just felt like he slid to me. Everybody in that league was just like, no, nah, I don't want to bar Akari this year. And suddenly yeah. I got him. Like, if you take someone at 24, you're pretty happy if he's 31st. Yeah. Like, if you take a guy at the fifth pick, you're happy with him at the 10th. Heck, if you take a guy yeah. at the 40th pick, you're pretty happy if they're the 50th best player. I don't know. Yeah. I just think that there's there's been a bit of hate on Twitter about Kyrie Irving, and I just wanted to settle people down. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think it's just more about I, – I think it's mainly Booker. Book, like, yeah. how well Booker is playing and the fact that you could have got him after Kyrie is just kind of – like, people are just sitting there going, shit, like, I, that's why they're so pissed. Because Kyrie should theoretically be, be able to do roughly, like, what Booker's being able to do. But they forget that this is the, – the Mavericks is Luka's team. And Luka is a ball-dominant player. That 
and why wouldn't he be? He's one of the best players in the NBA. So it's not like where you where you're sitting there and you're going, oh, like let's say for for instance, if you had Maxi and Embiid, right, and they work well off each other, like they complement each other. Maxi will get assists to Joel's points and vice versa. You can't have Ky- like Kyrie rarely gives an assist to Luca, and Luca rarely gives an assist to Kyrie. Like it's oh sorry. Kyrie really gives an assist to Luca, but Luca will also give assist to Kyrie, but it's not the other way around. So it's kind of like he kind of diminishes what he does. But if Luca's out, right, and Kyrie plays, Kyrie's gonna just absolutely destroy it because they don't have Mavericks don't have anyone else. Um but yeah, for this game, I still actually in saying all that, I still like um the Mavs to win this game. It's a back to back. Uh, in LA, I'm pretty sure uh, Mavs will be able to fly in there early because they're, even though they did play the Lakers the other day, and then probably I'm guessing they went home for uh, for Thanksgiving, and um, and the Clippers are having the day uh, having the game prior to the Pelicans, even though it's at home. Um, I still like the Mavs in this game after what they did to the Lakers. Um, I thought they they played beautiful basketball. It's Literally, Kyrie and Luca just beating teams by themselves, like lighting um, it up. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you're in a twelve, it, sorry, not a twelve team league, but if you're in a fourteen team league, because I don't think maybe aside from Tim Hardaway Jr., if you need scoring, there's no other Dallas players besides maybe Derek Lively as well. But who would you have a crack on? if you needed to have a go at someone from Dallas, because they've got these players that are just like, eh, and like almost there, like Josh Green, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, like who would you have the crack on? I'd have a crack on uh, Grant Williams, just because when I have a bit of a comparison to the minutes between Derek Jones Jr. and Grant Williams, Grant Williams is getting a lot of the minutes. Yep. Just when I watch a Dallas game, Grant Williams is doing a lot of cardio. There yeah. is just a lot of him running up and down the floor doing sweet FA. But I think that there's a world where he gets 10 shots a game and where he ducks in and gets a rebound. Um, Derek Jones Jr., in his only 19 minutes, like in his last three games, he's had four shots, four shots and seven shots. Um, I just don't see enough upside in Derek Jones Jr. I think Grant Williams can get hot. Um, yeah, if anything, I would probably have a dig at one of those blokes. I don't mind Josh Green, but that's only just Australian bias bullshit. So yeah, I'm 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 more on the side of Derek Jones Jr. over Grant Williams, just because I think if they both played the same amount of minutes, like I think Derek Jones has a better fantasy profile purely from defensive stats point of view, because they're hard to they come don't. by. There's like 12 yeah, exactly. more minutes don't. for, yeah, like yeah. that cardio that, that yeah. he's doing. Like you just run up the floor and like the ball could bounce off his side of the rim. Yeah. And also too, especially against the Clippers, I think Derek, I think um, uh, Grant Williams is way more valuable to Dallas actually winning that game than Derek Jones Jr. So I feel, because he'd have to, Clippers are, are a bigger body team that need to be able to be defended with strength rather than length which is what Derek Jones Jr. gives. So I think they're going to more lean on the side of Grant Williams to go this game rather than Derek. So, yeah, 
I'm uh, I'm with you there as well. Just hopefully that Grant is able to return some kind of value because he doesn't do fuck all. Nah, like I said, doing a lot of cardio. Um, is there anything else you want to you want to finish up on? I think when we have a look at the transaction trends, which is always brought here by the standard squeeze, but we did shout them out a little yep. bit earlier. Uh, oh, I think we covered. Yeah, I think we have covered basically once. everybody in there. Like two and a half thousand people in the last little bit. Actually, it's gone up three hundred since we've been doing this live. Has been adding JJJ, and that's probably due to the Duncan Robinson injury. Skylar Mays is getting dropped. Isaiah Joe's getting added. Uh, Malik Beasley, I think, foolishly keeps getting added. And Daniel Tice is added. Um, but, yeah, not much else to look at there. Um, yeah. You ready to wrap this one up, mate? Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. If if people want any more information, you can get absolutely fucked because we've gone through absolutely everything. We've given you bets. We've given you stream targets. We've given you everything that we can give you for these next two, two days. So... I think that's aces, Maddie. It's always an absolute goddamn pleasure doing podcasts with you. Tell you what, I've gone through five beers on this pod, so I think we're going pretty bloody well. So shout out you to know, the standard squeeze because you, you know always keep I us always, hydrated. You know how I always finish every podcast on Cheerio? Yeah. I'm going to finish today's podcast on as I'm fucking blah.